This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Get up and go breakfast on your Thursday. And when it's this time, you know we're going to connect with Wendy Christine. We're talking about uh, memory this morning and somebody said, yeah, um, just like Dory from Finding Nemo, just not remembering. So we go around in circles with a repeated uh, forgetfulness. But you know how we get sometimes? We say, um, what's his namey? Or um, yeah, I was talking yesterday to, uh, what's her name again? Thingamajiggy. So we all have these <laughs> weird little expressions for people where we don't remember their names. I wonder if Wendy is the same. Wendy Christian is a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. She's been in practice since 2005. Good morning, Wendy. Do you have a, do you have a little phrase or something silly you say when you just can't think of the word or somebody's name? Morning, Brad. Yes, my, my favorite one is I've got a memory of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> or you walk into a room, Wendy, and you say, why am I here again? You're in the room yes. and you're not sure why. And then you retrace yeah. your steps and you go back. I, I, sometimes these things stress me out and I realize sometimes when I'm really busy, I'm not sure how that works, but then you sometimes struggle to think of something if you're under immense stress. And other times, things come quite easily to memory, and then other times, you just can't think of that person's name or that place. And to be honest, I don't know how it makes anybody else feel, but it makes me feel a little bit freaked out. Why is it? Is something wrong with my brain? Uh, why can't I remember? Yeah, I, I think it, I mean, it certainly does happen, and I think many of us are overloaded, busy, running around, too many things on our plate, mm. um, and that generally does tend, uh, you know, we get distracted, so it's more of a distraction than a memory loss. Um, but then there are these moments where you can't think of a word or you can't remember a person's name, and, and you know the person well, you yeah. know, and, and those are very frustrating and scary. Yeah, so but, we do have to take care of our, our brain. Yeah, I think that's essential. But we also need to differentiate between there are diseases that look, or, or, and you can help us with the correct terminology here, that are saying, okay, this will cause some kind of impairment in your memory. But then there are other times when it's just, well, as you've said, it's just one of those things that happens. Yes. So there definitely can be genetic predispositions. There can be health concerns. There can be all sorts of things that can um, influence our memories. Um, and it is important to just determine, you know, am I just distracted? Am I trying to multitask? Because multitasking, I think we, we can get so, um, or we can be so proud of the fact that we can multitask, but we actually can't. Yeah. <laughs> and that can also be, you know, be a distraction in itself. But if we're looking at real memory loss, you know, where there are actually chunks of um, memory loss uh, times where people are just not remembering and it's happening frequently, mm. you know, those are, the, those are the ones that are much more concerning. Yeah, then there are those, you know, dementia as an example or Alzheimer's and we all know somebody in our lives or in our circle that's experiencing that and when you actually engage with somebody who's suffering with either one of those or others and you actually see what's happening to them, you realize, wow, this really is quite serious and must be quite debilitating. Yeah. It is very debilitating, and it is very different. Um, and by the time they've reached that point, um, there's, there's normally quite a lot going wrong. Mm. Um, so if we can intervene much earlier in life, um, you can obviously know what your genetic p potential is for something like Alzheimer's disease to a degree, but we can override that genetic potential with, uh, with healthy lifestyle choices. Yeah, I think that's something that, that's quite amazing is that we can feed our brains uh, what it needs to function and to excel. So let's chat a little bit about that. I mean, fresh air, we haven't even reached food yet, but I mean, just getting out there out of the fresh air is a, probably a very good start. 
Yeah, that is probably one of the most important. The, the most important thing is to get oxygen flowing around in your, in your body. Um, your your circu- circulatory system needs to be operating well um, to have oxygen mm. transported around the body. Um, and one of the most effective things for people to do is aerobic exercise. Um, and that, that has been shown in studies over and over again in the last while, especially around um, Alzheimer's um, and dementia, that aerobic exercise has almost the most impact on the, their um, re- reduction in symptoms. Mm. So it's very important for us to be moving, getting fresh air, you know, not cooped up, not sitting down all day. We have to get active. Yeah, and uh, this is something I think we should mention, though, is that people often say, oh, you know, I really have got to, I've got to look after my health. I've got to, I've got to get to the gym. I've heard, if I, uh, Wendy, how many people say it like that? Like the gym is the answer. Uh, when yeah. you could just, I don't know, run on the spot, do some jumping jacks, go and take a walk around your garden in your complex, or if it's safe to do so out in the street, you know, the, the, the gym is not the answer always. Absolutely. You can, you can exercise where you are. Yeah. Um, many people have those little rebounder trampolines. Mm. Um, you can jump for a few minutes on those. You can, if you don't have one of those, you can do jumping jacks, as you said. Um, many people have swimming pools. You can swim. You can walk briskly. Um, you, you don't have to go to a gym to be able to do aerobic exercise. So we know diet is important, and this is also another big one. Um, what do we need to be eating that's good for our brains? Okay, well, you know, we've said this, we say this often, we say this over and over again. A, a good, varied, healthy diet mm. is going to be the most important. We desperately need healthy fats, not unhealthy fats. We need whole grains. Um, we need colorful fruits and vegetables. Uh, we need fish, um, oily fish, and those kind of things in our diets. And those really make a difference. Nuts and seeds, um, you know, whole, wholesome foods are the things that are going to feed our, our brains the most. So let's let's look at some of the things that we do that's actually got nothing to do with our age or any kind of disease. We just make active choices that are bad and that affect our memories and our uh, that are memory robbers. Yeah, so there are a number of these. Um, nicotine is one of them. So nicotine, um, cigarette smoking, uh, the nicotine in the cigarette actually damages the blood vessels and that can reduce the oxygen delivery to the brain. Alcohol is another one because of its neurotoxic effects. Mm. So um, in small quantities, alcohol is not going to do any harm, but obviously the overuse, the regular overuse and overconsumption of alcohol, it causes damage to an area in the brain called the hippocampus, which is the area that stores your memories, and that causes memory loss. Mm. Then obviously our sugars and our um, uh, refined carbohydrates, very high sugar uh, consumption or regular consumption of sugar, disrupts our blood sugar balance, and that can cause a brain fog and it obviously can cause memory loss as well. Yeah. Alzheimer's, interestingly enough, oh. is, is often being termed as diabetes type 3, which wow. is a diabetes of the brain. So it's very, very much linked into um, a blood sugar imbalance. And then the refined carbohydrates, as I said, is on that same path. So rather opting for your whole grain um, carbohydrates and your vegetables uh, instead of refined carbohydrates like white breads and pastas and those kind of things. Um, obesity is another one. So many chronic conditions are associated with obesity, but the risk for cognitive decline is much higher in, in obese individuals. Mm. And then the last one is lack of sleep. Oh, yeah. um, at night, our brains consolidate and organize memories. So if we're not getting enough sleep, that doesn't happen. And also the detoxification that happens that, build, that removes the buildup of waste matter 
um, is imp- you know, that happens while we're sleeping. So if we're not having good quality sleep, our memory can be negatively affected. I, I have to say that I, I experienced that and I know that's a big one is needing to get a good night's rest. It's easy. We get up so early in the morning um, to be able to do breakfast radio, as I'm sure many people get up to do their things. When, and if you just don't get the right number amount of sleep, it can happen at any time. You feel yeah. that. You feel you're slow. You're sluggish in your thinking. You even feel it sometimes can affect the way you speak even when you've really had a poor night's rest, when you've had to really push through for whatever reason. So I feel like this is a really big one, and we're robbing our body of its opportunities to do what it's naturally been designed to do during sleep time. Absolutely. It's such an important thing. Um, you know, and, and I think we really have to fight to – I know there are the odd occasions where you have to push through or there is something that comes up. But we really have to make that very big effort to make sure we're getting enough sleep for our bodies every night. So let's finish up this conversation with with this. What is good to do for our brains? Okay, so we've already discussed the exercise, aerobic exercise more specifically, and that's getting your heart pumping. Um, Because if your heart is pumping, your um, oxygen is flowing around your brain. The consumption of essential fatty acids, um, using omega-3 fish oils, and eating oily fish, um, using olive oil, coconut oil, those kind of things, mm. all very healthy for um, the brain. And remember, the brain is, a, is made up of fatty tissue, uh-huh. um, so it's very important to, to support that. Um, meditation and mindfulness, just slowing down, stilling our, our, our mind, being mindful. So going back to our first, uh, what we opened with, mm. if we are scattered and we're trying to do 101 things, you're not in the moment. It's much more easy to forget. So we have to bring ourselves, you know, make ourselves present in the moment. And that helps us to be able to focus on what we're doing right now. Um, we've spoken about the sleep already. And then another very important one is learning a new skill or playing mm. games that stimulates cognitive function. So we want to keep our brains active. Um, there, there's also uh, studies that show that if you do activities with your opposite hand, or if you do activities that cross over your midline, um, that also helps just to keep the brain, you know, you integrate the left and the right brain, and that helps to, to keep memory and cognition alive. Um, another thing you want to do is check your vitamin D levels. Vitamin D is very important for um, mood, obviously, hmm. but if we have a shortage of vitamin D, it can affect our memories as well. And then lastly, we want to increase the intake of anti-inflammatory foods, and we've spoken about that with our diet already. So if we are eating a nice, healthy diet, not too many sugars, not too many refined carbohydrates, our diets are automatically anti-inflammatory. Wow, uh, this is an extensive list, but it's all good stuff and essential for us. And uh, Wendy, just in closing, not the kind of thing we now have to race to as we get to a particular age. We should be setting ourselves up and our families up as parents or grandparents, assisting the younger generations to ensure that they don't get to this place where things are irreversible. Yeah, we should do that. Because most of these, uh, these um, memory issues start, well, some of you get early onset, um, but generally uh, around the late 60s, 70s, these kind of things can start. But as I said earlier, by the time you've got the signs, mm. it's very difficult to, to bring about any kind of reversal. So early, early on, you know, teaching our children from teenagers, young adults, um, you know, that, those are the times where, where you can do quite a lot of bo- damage to your body that's going to affect you in the long term. 
So, you know, just let's be responsible and let's look after this body that we've been given because it can have consequences down the line. Yeah, thanks so much. Love the insight and the wisdom and the expertise coming your way from Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution in Durbanville. She's been in practice since 2005, and it's great having her on the radio with us. Here's to a super Thursday. Have a beautiful day, and thanks so much for your time this morning, Wendy. Thanks, Brad. Have a wonderful day, too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.